What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. We're back, guys, and it's episode 109. We're going to be kicking it off by talking about a couple of comedies that just came out on digital, at least, at the very least. Uh, I'm sure some of these were made beforehand, but we're going to be talking about... Bloodfest. And Slice. We'll get into that in a little bit here. By the way, guys, if you don't already know, part of the reason that we reach other people is because of you. If you could, let one person you know, if everyone that listened to this episode told one or two people that they know, we would reach more people to be able to share this fun together, because that's really why we do this. So if you can do that, it goes a long way. How have you been doing? All right. Busy? <laughs> yeah. Still not getting used to that, huh? Nope. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't I've like been, it at all. Dude, I started doing extra videos for the web, for the YouTube thing. And it's just like killing me. It's taking so much time. By the way, guys, I also want to give a big shout out to Nick, who is uh, stopped by. He's a listener on the podcast. And when we did our Zombie 3, Zombie 4 episode, uh, we actually had him. He actually hit me up and was like, hey, I have a present for you. I want to donate. And he donated an original Zombie 3 poster print from Italy in a frame, in glass, everything. It's fucking beautiful. I still have not figured out where I'm going to fucking hang it yet in the fucking studio. But Nick, dude, good looking out, man. That shit meant a lot. I fucking love the poster. Brittany loves the fucking poster. Thank you, dude. That was very cool of you. Thank you. It's pretty rad. And we actually sat and talked for like, I think it was like two hours just about horror. So guys, we might even have him on or... Uh, trapped him here. Yeah. I might be doing like some sort of like horror talk thing on the live stream. So if you ever want to be a part of that, of course, you're welcome to come. Anybody, we're going to have some people do a test run, try to do grave plots on there. I know I've been saying that for a long time, but just managing our time is really fucking hard. But yeah, we might have him on that. And I think it'd be fun just to just, you know, horror topics. We pick some topics to each or something like that. And then we all do a round robin talk about what we think about it and why. So I think it'd be fun. If you guys ever want to stop by and do that, you guys know I do the uh, video game streaming, which I'll be doing today when you hear this episode. So we do it Mondays, Wednesdays, sometimes, and then Saturdays for like four or five hours each so, but uh, yeah, we'll try to do it on there or maybe on YouTube, but I haven't really figured out where our biggest audience would be on that yet. And I think it would probably be Twitch or in the Do You Love Horror group. Yeah. So just been 
fucking trying to get ahead of all this work and uh, trying to check out all these movies. We got some a fuck ton of releases coming out here soon. We got Halloween coming out. I haven't still haven't seen Predator Two, which I haven't heard really good things. We watched Mandy. There's like like I feel like it's it's kind of like not hitting everybody yet. Like I've tried to get the word out, and I know you guys have listened to the episode and everything, but I'd be curious to hear what you think about that. So we got some news stuff about that, by the way. Sweet. But I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So as you already know, we're going to be doing one of the movies that we watched this week in Ode for the Horror Shot we're going to be doing this week. As some of you probably already know, most all of you, we do a horror shot based around one of the movies that we do. And we picked Slice this week, and we're going to be calling this shot the Perfect Pizza Shot. Now, what is in a Perfect Pizza Shot? Well, this one's pretty long and kind of creative, but I really want to try it. Uh, I'm actually having a drink right now, but it's kind of been a hard week a little bit, so uh, I wanted to have a drink. But I wanted to tell you guys about this one. I thought it sounds really good, but uh, and you can tell me what you think, Brittany. But what you're going to do is you're going to prepare for this. And this one takes a little bit of time, guys. But if you've seen the movie Slice, then it's just like in the movie and the pizza delivery. It's always late. <laughs> so shit fits right in, you know, because everyone's dying. <laughs> you won't die when you take this shot, though. What you're going to do is basically infuse vodka with garlic. OK, that's the hardest part because it takes about three, four days. So you're going to need about a 750 milliliter handle of vodka with about six to eight cloves of garlic. And you're going to use a mason jar for this. What you basically do is, you you know, you take the little fucking shit off the fucking cloves. You got to cut it, open it up, rip all the, the fucking oniony part off of it, you know. Um, but you, garlicky, but whatever. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. <coughs> the skin. <laughs> uh, yeah, the skin. Um, then you're going to put them in the jar, about six to eight cloves, like I said. You're going to fill it to the top with vodka. You're going to put the lid back on tight. You're going to shake it for about a minute. Just give it a good shake, you know, make sure it, it, it gets in there, moves around a bit, soaks it in. And once that's done, you let it sit in a dark, cool place for about three to four days. And once the three or four days is up, you can filter the vodka through like maybe a strainer or probably like a coffee filter in a strainer so that it just drips in however you can do it best. Now, once the vodka is ready, you're going to put it back in whatever jar you want. You know, just keep it to the side and just label it <laughs> creation or BTV fucked everything up. Um, <laughs> but you fill basically the bottom of the glass, the shot glass with about a half a teaspoon of marinara sauce, which is a kind of ingredient that you use for pizza. So <laughs> you put the marinara, just a half a teaspoon, guys. Don't go wild. Go wild. <laughs> if you want. Hey, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, you fill the shot glass with the infused garlic vodka. You can stir it with a knife like they use in the movie. And then you can also do a salt rim on the shot if you would like. Works just fine. And then before you take the shot, after you you can stir it if you like. I would say stir it because it's probably going to be chunky otherwise. <laughs> so, uh, but after you finish all of that and you're about to, you know, take your shot, you say... Relax. It's perfect, it's perfect pizza. pizza shot. <laughs> so I, I think that instead of a salt room, we should do a Parmesan cheese room. Oh, my God, Brittany, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then like put a little shreds of mozzarella. Oh my on the god, top. that's so smart! I like it that. Sounds so good. <laughs> hey, so we'll, if we'll, I love pizza, this is the we'll, kind of pizza that's not gonna give me fucking too much carbs. <laughs> I think this sounds actually pretty good. I, I pizza like pizza that gets you hammered. I know, right? I, I like garlic. Well, it's funny because in the movie they also do on the board in the background. You can look and see, and it says beer in or cold brewed pizza. pizza. Yeah, I think I'm it pretty did. sure. I remember seeing that because I was trying to figure it out. <gasps> you know, what you can say too afterwards or before if you don't want to say the relax it's perfect pizza shot you can be like let's get pizza faced (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) yeah Brittany, you're freaking me out (laughs) i like pizza (laughs) but yeah guys that's the shot and if you want to you know figure out the ingredients how to make it prepare and all this other shit you can set the vodka aside for later use obviously because it's not going to go bad garlic vodka sounds bomb it does sound really good i love garlic so it's like when someone's like oh you've got garlic bread i'm like yeah give me a kiss baby you know (laughs) so clearly not a vampire but if you'd like to know the ingredients and how to make a perfect pizza shot all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now well that's it for horror shots horror shots now, of course, you know, an episode wouldn't be 100% complete unless we get the fucking news! Here is the fucking news! So, in the news this week, first off, I want to mention there is a new game coming out called The Conjuring House. It is coming out for PC on Steam. If you guys are fans of, like, survival horror games, I highly recommend this. I haven't played it yet, but it just looks really fucking good. And, like, I play a lot of horror games on the stream for Twitch, by the way, and we'll be playing this tonight if it comes out early. And it'll come out... It says it comes out on September 25th, but we'll see. If it comes out tonight early at, like, 9 or something, I'll probably stay up just to play it. If not, I'm going to do a special stream on Tuesday just to fucking play this game because it's, like, creatures, monsters, ghosts, like, all this shit, things slamming against the wall and shit. And uh, I'm super, super excited to play it. I've been wanting to play this for a long fucking time, so... If you get a chance, I'll put a link to the trailer and some of the gameplay down below so you can check that out. I like The Conjuring. Also, in the news, Mandy has a lot of odd merchandise, by the way. <gasps> Tell me what they are! So if you so guys I are fans of the movie like we are, uh, and if you've listened to the episode, which you should have, um, if not, Do you're dead to me. <laughs> what? Do they have a vinyl? They did, but it sold out immediately. fucking is. Um... They had the Johan Johanssonson. It's probably I, like I don't blood know. red too, isn't it? Yes. It's a black. It's got the, like, the black with the shiny Mandy on it. And then it had like the pink, the like hot pink purple like record. It was pretty cool. How much is it? Well, are they're, they going to do it again? There's a ton of stuff in here. First of all, they have like a Mandy viewing party box, which comes in like a box that has Mandy on the on the side. And it comes in the, this big box. It's pretty nice. It's got like a Cheddar Goblin beanie, one box of Cheddar Goblin mac and cheese. So it's like a box of mac and cheese with the fucking thing over it. Uh, they've got a Mandy party coasters of eight designs. Right? They get a 20% discount card on Mandy merch, <laughs> Mandy party tips and drink recipes. Uh, they also have 
Forging the Beast <laughs> track download codes for up to four people. They got uh, tw- uh, four Mandy temporary tattoos and four movie still mini posters. Fun. 30 bucks. I want to get Mouse and Cheddar Goblin beanie. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's blue with a little Cheddar Goblin. Oh. They also have like a smaller one that's only 10 bucks. And then they got the Mandy number 44 baseball shirt for 24 bucks. Mm. And it's got Mandy on the back. I want that. Dude, it's sick. I, I would actually wear this. I like would they even they have the wait limited edition production, which has got the crew, the one that they used on the set, I guess. And then they got the regular one, which is twenty four. Man, I want the vinyl. They're both the same. So how much was the vinyl? Does I don't know, but you can pick up the Mandy original motion picture picture soundtrack on Amazon. I want that. <laughs> I think it's like fifteen for a CD, ten for the digital. I want the vinyl. Or you can do the streaming. Can I like order a vinyl and they'll make me one? I don't know. I don't, my people probably are fucking selling it online. I fucking want one so bad. But I don't know. I thought it was really cool. If you guys want to check it out, I put a link down below. Check that out. Also, in the news, there is an unrated version of Evil Dead Remake that we've talked about on this show previous. And originally, we were told that it was never going to be brought to Blu-ray. So, of course... Now it is. It's coming out to Blu-ray, guys. (laughs) So, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) So, Fede Alvarez, who was one of the people that said that, I'm a little disappointed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad I got to see it early. I probably would have paid for it anyway. But just knowing that the fact that I was told that it would never come out on Blu-ray, and now it is. So, yeah. That's interesting. I'm really excited about that for everybody else. I don't know if I'm going to pay. What is it I've paid? Oh, I don't know. I went to see it in the theater. We've paid, oh, $70 worth of fucking shit on Evil Dead. Some people are like, why are you complaining? <laughs> anyway, they are going to have, it's a combo. So you're going to have the unrated version and the R-rated version. So everything that pretty much the regular one has. But, you know, they're going to have that extra unrated footage. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's really good. I, I don't like the ending for the unrated part that they added this, like, extra piece. I thought it was unnecessary. Um, but the extra that they give to the demons, like, there's extra dialogue that makes it feel like almost like Evil Dead to Evil Dead. Like, somewhere in between the two. Sweet. So it kind of gives them a breath of life. So... It might be worth picking up if you're a fan of the movie. You're probably going to do it anyway. So what the fuck am I talking about? Yep. Also, uh, Jordan Peele on his Twitter account has posted the teaser for the Twilight Zone for CBS TV show that they're going to be putting out that he's hosting as well. Uh, on Variety earlier, it's not really much in this video, by the way. So, But on Variety earlier, he's said that the realization for me was that it was an opportunity to attempt to continue with Serling's mission if we approach it without ego and sort of bow to the surling that will hopefully suffice for our fellow twilight zone fans but also bring back a show that i think is needed right now because it's a show that has always helped us look at ourselves hold up a mirror to society so i don't know that the teaser is really nothing it's just him talking in between surling um but still it's kind of nice to know that it's you know it's happening so would you be excited to see that or yeah, I don't know why, but I thought they already did a Twilight Zone remake, but I think I'm thinking of Twin Peaks. Well, not a movie. It's a TV series. They did it in the 80s. They've they've yeah. done so many different... Yeah. yeah, I'm just mixing it up. That's Twin Peaks. It's yeah, they have the... like three different versions. I think they even did it in the 90s or something. Probably. I don't even know. I know they did the 80s one, which I kind of... It was kind of a schlock job a little bit, but... Also, 
in the news, one of these things that you'll be super interested about, by the way, Assassination Nation, the one that you were like super excited about. And I've been seeing, I think you saw trailers for it at uh, Mandy. I watched an interview this morning with two of the chicks that are in the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, they said it's, you know, it's kind of like if you guys haven't heard of it or seen it, I'll try to put a trailer link down below for you to go check it out. But it's sort of a Purge-esque indie film in a small town with a little bit of like kick to it. And it's kind of like almost the entire embodiment of the internet in like one small town. So I feel like there's some parables. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Some sort of side parallel fucking. Yeah, I think the chick that uh, it was. What's her name? Sookie Waterhouse. I think right. It's like the main. Maybe yeah. I think you're right. Um, they were talking about it, and I think she said it's something that everyone gets hacked or some shit in this small town, and then everything starts to like escalate really quickly. Like people go crazy. Yeah, and get out of control and. It's like super ultra violent and well, yeah, and and apparently they actually cut a scene out that would have made the movie NC seventeen. Sweet. So you know it's like chock full of fuckery, mm-hmm. um, which is great for me because I've been kind of interested to see this. It's obviously going to be rated R since they cut that one scene. Uh, I think it's stupid. Like I don't I don't understand. Like the the rating between R and N seventeen is just ridiculous. A little bit like everything that slips through is always like if it's sex related NC seventeen. Mm-hmm. If you watch a mother and her child get chopped to pieces, rated R. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but show a pair of tits too many times. God damn, you done fucked up the load. Go past, like, five pairs of titties. Like, fuck off, dude. And it's NC-17. <laughs> right? So, technically, it's going to no be releasing dicks. soon, guys. It's well, t- September 21st. Flash of dicks, okay. For well, I don't even care about that. Like, I'm a fucking adult. You don't need to fuck NC-17. All the tits. Yeah, apparently the IndieWire got their hands on it, the, the deleted scene that they say that had to be removed from the film or else the rating on it, oddly enough, the scene is actually quite tame. Centered on Odessa Young's Lily, she's fulfilled. She's pulled into the principal's office after drawing a nude woman in class. It's a powerhouse scene, but hardly N17 material. And this is the problem with having this committee of fucking... MPAA people like they're they're loosening uh, loosening up a little bit more but it's just like just depends on the times I guess but anyway the story about this as a high school senior Lily and her group of friends live in a haze of texts posts selfies and chats just like the rest of the world so when an anonymous hacker starts posting details from the private lives of everyone in their small town the result is absolute madness leaving lily and her friends questioning whether they'll live through the night so in other news guys it is all but confirmed during the 30th anniversary panel for Killer Clowns from Outer Space <laughs> the Kyoto brothers tease that we may see a sequel sooner than we think so <laughs> there's a video I watched and I'll link it down below. I've shared it in Do You Love Horror, but they were in a in a panel of sorts and they had like one of the clowns come out and do like the hand puppet, the like shadow puppets on the wall and like turn into something before they did it. So it was like really, you know, there was a production to it a little bit, uh, but it was really cool. Um, it was like a live person doing it. You know what I mean? So it was fun doing that music. <laughs> They had like the 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 Kyoto brothers or or Kyoto. I always fuck this up. Uh, but then they also had the guy who did the music for it as well. But they somebody asked them, of course, you know, is a sequel coming? And um, they said, normally I say don't hold your breath, but you can hold your breath now. 
He continued on to say, and I'm paraphrasing at this point now, that since the success of the It movie, it's sort of, you know, educated the people in the industry on clowns are cool and scary. So he said, and he said, quote, I can say something will be happening with killer clowns from outer space. Absolutely. Yay. So it's coming out, guys. Are you excited about that? Do you think it's ever going to be as good as the first one? Because I have a hard time believing it. I I feel like the space. I think it's going to be its own thing. But like. I think the distance between it is. It's a long time. (laughs) It's a long time. It's going to lose whatever it was the je ne sais whatever that fucking je ne sais quoi. i was yeah. totally gonna say that too <laughs> the, you know like the, all the like pieces that fell into place for that movie to come out and whether or not you like it or not it still had this it bubbled to this point and now it's like overflown everybody's drank out of it it's not you know they're they're trying to refill it so i wonder if it's going to be any good i'm still excited i'm not trying to downplay it i just don't want to get my hopes too high right well, they better hurry up and jump on that before the clowns are... Well, they had them in this before, movie. Before people get fucking... Yeah, they did, and they were dope, too. It was... Did you see the movie? It was like Hell Kitty or something like that? It was a movie called Hell Kitty, and they have one of the clowns come in. This cat, like, makes people, like, see shit. It's like a really low-budget film that they did all this stuff, but the one of the killer clowns comes in, in the movie. So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, I mean, now's the time if they're going to do it, because pretty soon people are going to get tired of clowns, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, well, let us know down in the comments below. And that's it for the news. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Bloodfest and Slice. We're going to go ahead and do that right fucking now. Alright guys, we're back and we're going to be jumping into Bloodfest first. So Brittany did the work on this one, so go ahead. Bloodfest just came out this year, 2018. So, in Bloodfest, fans flock to a festival celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to discover that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. Ooh. This movie was directed and written by Owen Egerton who has only done two other works, which is a film called Follow and another called Mercy Black. Right. I'm not familiar with either. I am so. not using... I didn't either. I looked that up, yeah. Yeah. It stars Robbie Kay as Dax, who is a weird-looking motherfucker. <laughs> like, he looks like a human monkey. I don't know. I don't remember which one's Dax. The main dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, he... Okay. He was in Hannibal Rising. He's fucking motherfucking Peter Pan in that Once Upon a Time television series which i'm like how perfect (laughs) he looks like a tiny man boy that's fun and another movie called cold moon it also has seychelle gabriel who i love her fucking name by the way that's a cool ass name plays sam she's in the tv series falling skies sleepy hollow she was Uh, in a couple episodes of weeds she's the love interest yeah yeah that's the one i i recognize yeah and a movie called the spirit it also has jacob Battleon, who plays Krill, who was in Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, 
Northwoods, and he's in the one of the new Spider-Man movies coming out, or a new Spider-Man movie coming out. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Spider-Man, so All right. there's that. Also has Barbara Dunkelman, who plays Ashley, who she looks really familiar to me, and I don't understand why, because I've literally never seen anything that she's been in. Okay. But she's in Rooster Teeth's Laser Team, Laser Team right. 2. She's in the Rooster Teeth Shorts, the TV series. She's in Camp Camp, Red vs. Blue. It's like all TV credits for what she does or like Rooster Teeth stuff. So she's right. like pretty involved with them. Well, yeah, because they made this movie. But yeah. yeah. It also has Tate Donovan, who plays Dr. Conway. He is in that dope-ass series on, I think it's Amazon. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but The Man in the High Castle. Mm-hmm. It's was, on Amazon. It's yeah. a like, Philip K. Dick story. Yeah. He was also in the TV show Damages that was really big for... The entire time it was on. I never watched it. I never it, saw that either, but... yeah. And he is the fucking voice of Hercules in the cartoon Hercules. And like any cartoon Hercules, anything related that came out ever since then, he's the voice of Hercules. That's pretty like, cool. That's so cool. <laughs> a lot um, of these actors these days do a lot of voiceover work. Like, a lot of them stuff. Do. Like, yeah. not voiceover, but just voice acting. Cartoons. Zachary Levi is also in this movie and he plays himself. He's in it for like fucking hot second. He's known for his role in Chuck, the TV show. He was right. Chuck. I never watched that. I, I know what it is. I, yeah. I never really got into it's it. Just, I know exactly what it is, but I never I, watched it. I never really understood understood the what it was about is he like a spy or it was like shit? he was a spy yeah. yeah he was like the like some guy that wasn't supposed to be a spy kind of spy movie sh- yeah. tv show i mean yeah, whatever yeah. uh he's also in thor ragnarok and thor dark world he's also in the new tv show elias grace and he's in a voice in tangled so anything related to tangled he's involved in also he's okay. like the dude like i'm assuming the love interest or whatever in tangled i don't know i don't okay if it's not anything like weird, I'd probably haven't seen it if it's Disney related, unless it was in the 90s. So, <laughs> <laughs> this movie had an estimated budget of 1.2 million, which made sense to me, I guess. I had a hard time with that. I was like, is that not enough? <laughs> or is that too much? I mean, that's a good bit of money. It's a big fucking chunk of cash. They, it seems like they spent it well. Like, you know, like they they probably it spent a lot of it just renting well. the. Like, I wondered where the place that they did all the, the main movie was. It was like a. Yeah, I was curious. A Renaissance too. festival or something like yeah, that. It was weird. I'm sure the most of the money went to Zachary Levi and probably Tate Donovan because they're like the biggest actors ish that they had on, involved in this movie. But. Yeah. So, what did you think of it? Yeah. <sighs> I already know. Like, I kind of yeah. have an idea because you told you like texted me after like you watched it and you're like, I just watched Bloodfest by the way, and you put this like stupid face, and I'm like, I don't like that face, Alex. <laughs> I don't like that fucking face. She was so <laughs> excited for it. And I was too. Christina and I. It's like before we watched it, we watched them back to back. By the way, and before we watched it, I would like put on Bloodfest first, and then I watched Slice. And I was I my first intuition was like, let's watch Slice, you know, because I already kind of know I I will enjoy you know blood fest but you know it's it's made by the guys from rooster teeth so you kind of know that it'll be probably pretty funny like they the laser team movie was actually pretty funny i didn't get to see the second one it's not out yet it's on oh it's not out yet no. i thought it was on I youtube red out, i think it comes out this year or later this year i think it's in like post-production or some shit i don't think it's actually released well yet. i like their laser team movie it's not like my favorite but i thought they did a good job for what it was you know like i thought it was like some of the people that were in it one of the guys from superstore is in it and uh, oh my God, which one uh the guy in the wheelchair i can't think of his I name fucking love him yeah he's fucking hilarious oh okay i think i've seen laser team then because yeah it's it's basically they there's this power suit that they're supposed to like find somebody to save the earth i haven't seen it but you showed me the trailer each 
each of these guys bumbles like they bumble fuck their way. Like one guy that they are not even really friends with who just sort of tags along. And then three other guys that are really good friends. And they find this like asteroid that's supposed to, cr- that crashes to Earth too early or something like that. And they each get a piece of this like suit. And like one of them gets a laser cannon on his hand. One of them gets a shield. One of them gets this like, you know, psychic mind reading helmet. And like the other one can run really fast with these boots. And like that's the guy in the wheelchair, by the way. What a step up, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, but you showed me the trailer for that movie. Yeah, that's, it's, that's why it's familiar. It's to me. funny. Like I, I thought it was decent, but this one, this movie, however, was just kind of average. You know, I mean, sure, it's a comedy. I get that. You know, sure, it's a silly idea. And it's supposed to be silly, but it just could have been done so much better than it than it was. And I, I would have had so much more fun with it if they kind of just like were where. And I don't mean to be rude or mean about this, but there were times that in a way I was a little triggered by that trope that the horror causes bad people to do bad things. Typical shit. Yeah, that was annoying. But, you know, it sort of it sort of rounds off, you know, in the by the end to sort of poke fun at the thing that triggered me in the first place. But essentially trying to make this long winded joke that people who claim horror to be bad are far worse. Essentially, that's that's what I got from it. Yeah, that's kind of in a roundabout way what ends up happening. Right. And then it's also like, oh, well, they're both frog. Eh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it didn't land. It kind of like it was actually about to get on the diving board and it tripped and it hit its head on the ladder and it got rushed to the hospital with a sort of sympathetic pat on the back, you know, and it and it was unconscious for six years. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I was gonna say I'm just, sorry. I was going to say just belly flopped. Yeah, I know. It tripped and damn. <laughs> it busted his head and went to the hospital, bro. No. But don't get me wrong, I'm not some jerk who can't take a joke. You know, I'm sure you guys are listening now have heard me make plenty of bad jokes. You know what I mean? But still, the jokes in this movie are pretty terrible. The typical jokes are, you know, typical jokes are not the horror fan deep cut kind either, which they could have been had they done a little bit more research or maybe the writer talked to somebody who was, I mean, not saying that he wasn't a big fan of horror, but it just felt like, it was very surface. Like, you, what's that nerd show that's on TV, The Big Bang? Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Like, that's like surface nerd. Yeah. You know, but when you watch something like Silicon Valley, that's like deep cut nerd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they know their fucking material. It's hardcore nerd. This, this, this is very on the surface. Uh, there's a couple of things I was like, all right, well, that's, that's a little bit better. But I bit my tongue a little bit at those parts, you know, and it just kind of pressed through hoping that, you know, something would change my mind eventually because I went into this movie hoping it was just going to be a blast i figured hey maybe the gore will carry me through this movie and it'll be like some crazy gore fest and you know it had some gore it was decent but it wasn't the showpiece kind right like anything memorable it was just kind of like there for the sake of the jokes that weren't that good to me and personally you know the concepts actually what drew me into the whole movie to begin with but you know it becomes pretty clear that the movie has ample opportunity to kind of excel at this and like kind of like press on it, but it runs the opposite direction a little bit. There's some cool things that they did in the movie that was kind of interesting, but it's just kind of like, like, oh, we'll just skip over this because it's just for the sake of comedy. You know, I don't know. Maybe it bothers me a little bit. I feel like this is just a, a case of poor writing, in my opinion. It just, just didn't appeal to me in that sense. 
So at the very least, I, you know, not giving it a second or a third or maybe a fourth draft, but or giving it to somebody else to like, I don't know, just feels like it just wasn't written right. I can't blame the actors. The actors weren't really, I mean, it wasn't amazing or anything, but they did their job. Yeah, they were fine. I thought they were fine. You know, I can't even, it's, it's, it's just weird, though. There were some seriously cringe parts in this that made me turn my head, you know, not from the gore that I felt like it should have been from, but from the bad jokes, the love interest and the sociology of horror aspect. It's like it could have had some depth, but said, eh, fuck it. You know, I don't know. It's just it's kind of bummed me out a little bit. Music in the movie was actually pretty good. It was kind of entertaining and lively, yet, you know, the story just felt like it kind of dragged a lot of spots. You know, it seemed like this big movie, and I'm sure, you know, budgetary restraints, they had to kind of tone it down and just put it into different sections so that they could shoot it, you know, to make it work. But at times I felt like, you know, the story might turn around. I laughed a couple times that were, you know, pretty heartily. And like, especially during the clown zombie thing, I thought that was a good spot. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later, obviously. But in the end, to me, I really think it's a fun concept with an interesting idea that tries to be a little too silly for my taste in particular. It, it just didn't pull it off like I personally wanted. It's probably a better movie to watch when it hits Netflix, to be honest, or one of the streaming services, probably YouTube or something. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I was, I expected more from this movie. So I was a little let down because it just, it had this weird fucking like, st- I don't know. It was such a clusterfuck of a story. Right. Yeah. And what I didn't understand was why they felt the need to add all these little outside elements into this story when they didn't need to. Because the bare bones of it is a decent enough, like, like movie on well, they, its own. They probably wanted to give it depth, but uh, I, I guess that's. I guess that can be considered an attempt. Attempt to trying to give it depth. I don't know. It, it seemed it tacked feel on, is what me. you're saying. Yeah, it was an afterthought. Yeah, it felt like they were just like, mm, let's put this in here because this might make it make a little more sense than just a weird dude trying to make a horror movie, right? You know, or some weird director trying to make some crazy fucked up horror movie so i don't know in arizona and in a couple of cities around here or a couple of other states around here we actually have this big event called blood fest right yeah that usually happens a couple times a year it used to only happen around halloween and now it happens like sporadically like in other times too which blood fest back like five to ten years ago was worlds different than it is now right it was this cool like basically just like this horror themed like metal rave rave. like it was so fucking badass and it was always at this crazy warehouse somewhere like and everybody got dressed up and they like rained blood from the fucking ceiling and shit like the entire party and it was just gross and sticky and weird and they had amazing performances like different uh, bands and shit too different bands different types of music not just um, like rave music either yeah they had all kinds of mostly electronic but yeah but they had a lot of like you know goth industrial stuff too like it was a really good mix this movie kind of does it a disservice in a way. It does. I'm like, uh, like and, I don't and know. It, like, and you know why they named it that is based off the fucking the Blade movie. Yeah. Because they do the rave with the fucking blood the coming down. Blood, yeah, the blood rave or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, cool. Like, I don't know. So I just, I thought it was a cool idea. And then how they market the story, like the how I read the description to you guys, it sounds cool. Cause then, right. Essentially, it's this like director, writer of these amazing horror movies that decides he wants to make this really fucked up real horror flick, right? Like by like luring all his fans to this festival and then systematically killing them off in various different ways. Essentially being the guy that didn't make it 
Yeah. And trying to make something edgy so that he can come out the top. Yeah, I don't it was a little story, but then they like add on this other shit that is such an afterthought to me and it was not necessary and it took me out of it. So that's that's how I felt. It took my interest in like just I totally agree. Don't care. I, it just like it tanked it to me. I don't want to spoil it for you guys if you haven't seen it, but they did some choices in the movie that if they would have just stuck to the tried and true method and not tried to make this elaborate, like realistic story, it would have been so much better because it it would have been more self aware, right? I think. Yeah, and and the and the humor was just garbage to me. I don't know. It's a t- typical like frat boy, right? Fucking like like the one part that made me laugh in the trailer was the guy where he's like, we had to lock up all the doors, and he's like, guys, <laughs> and there's like a hole in the floor. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That, I like that dude though. That guy was funny. I don't know. I feel it bad like coming down forced. on it, but it's so just... do I because I didn't I fuck I didn't fucking hate it by any means. Like, am I gonna watch it again? Yeah, it's more. It's it's probably it's a, a case that... of missed potential. Yeah, that's what it is. I just felt like it was they overshot it and they and then it has this potential to have this great like dark humor to it because that's what horror movies like horror comedies all have these this element of dark humor you right. know it's not just slapstick frat boy bullshit unless it's like bro dude bro party massacre you know seven or whatever the fuck but you know what it might have been also is that you know maybe it was like out of the wheelhouse that the people who were doing it like you know what i mean like this, the, maybe the director like, wasn't used to slapstick comedy yeah and that's what i was trying to understand is this like their first crack at making like any type of a horror thing no well i mean they've done little mini things on their on the youtube channel and stuff like that but i mean they're really creative people oh yeah but i just i feel like the writing was a little bit poor and it was also written by the same guy too the it was director and, directed, and yeah, yeah. And I feel like that kind of got lost. And that's Yeah, it just didn't work out the way that it could have. That's right. basically what we're saying in a nutshell. Like, do I want to watch this movie with a group of friends and get fucking hammered? Hell yeah. Really? I would. I like, wouldn't. With the right group of people, I would watch this movie and just get drunk. Because then everybody's just going to like talk shit and it'll be fun. But I don't know. I had fun with it. I was laughing. But I felt like I watched it by myself. So I feel like if I would have watched it with like Mouse, I don't think he would have liked it as much. And probably would have been bored. I don't know. Everything felt to me like... It, the first like have you ever been around someone who's trying too hard yeah everything felt super forced yeah it felt very forced but to me it was like the first like 45 minutes i was like this is kind of uh, with the exception without the first like five minutes of the movie everything after that was like until about the hour ish mark was okay like i had fun with it and then it just went wonky so what do you have some trivia on it or? a little a little bit Owen Egerton, the writer and director for this movie, actually had a little bit role. He played Game Master, Anthony Walsh, so, like, the main dude that was controlling, like, the zombies when they were showing the gamers. Oh. That was him. He was the leader of the gamers? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It says Game Master, Anthony Walsh, so I'm assuming that that's who He that was the is. dickhead. He was like, these graphics suck. So, yeah. Which I'm, I'm guessing that's who it is, unless they're talking about, like, the actual dude, the redheaded guy. Right. Who's running the whole thing. That's a Game Master to me are the people, the nerds that are playing the games. But anyway, I don't know. The concept for this movie actually originally began and ended as a feature film. For a period of time, though, it was slated to become a multi-part web series, like Rooster Teeth's Day 5, which is like oh, one of their... Okay. Se- which I think this might have worked a little bit better as a web series. I think so, too. As a movie, it kind of felt... It drags, and it's weird. Well, it's it's, it's weird that it drags, because if they were going to do a web series, mm-hmm. like it would have like been strung out over this long period of time, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like it would have been... They would have spent more time with it if it was a web series, but I don't know. 
the host of Bloodfest at one point refers to the gamers under his employee as Cockbites, which was at one point a possible name for the company known as Rooster Teeth, until they decided against it, partly for fear of offending advertisers and other companies looking to work with so them. So that's how they came up with the name. I always thought that. I was like, Rooster Teeth? Who the fuck thinks of that? I don't know. I love it, though, so much. It's, it's, it's a so great cute. name, but it just makes no sense. No, but now I understand it. Sense. Cock Teeth. But, like, well, if they were going to do Cock Bites, like... Cock Bites, that's sorry. That's <laughs> You know, if it works. So is that like in reference to a blowjob? Probably. <laughs> Maybe one of them got a bad blowjob. <laughs> Sounds like it. The digital release of this movie actually includes Gus Sorolla, who's one of the creators and founders of like Rooster Teeth, who is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. He's actually in this movie, um, but they cut him from the film like in the end because they felt like his parts just kind of made the film drag and it didn't really work and it was longer than it that should sucks. have been or something wow. and I was like lame but in the digital release there's a there's a, a footage that has all of his cut scenes and they call it Gus Fest and it's like a little short film within the package of the digital that's release of this and I'm like that's cute I, I like it I definitely like the guys at Rooster Teeth it's just I don't know this movie just felt like it missed yeah. it missed it Um, and last but not least it this came out on August 30th, 2018. Roo- uh, Rooster Teeth released Mr. Leadfeet, which is a short film that features the actual character, Mr. Leadfeet from Bloodfest. He's like that creepy like doll oh, from the movie theater. Okay. And they're like, Mr. Leadfeet's coming. The sign's like all over the place. And I was like, oh, I want to watch. That looks kind of cool because that doll's creepy. They probably like, shot weird, all like, this extra footage and like... That's my guess. For the web series I or thought that's exactly yeah. what I thought, is that they sh- they ended up with all this extra footage that they had to cut from the movie, and they're just like, ah, fuck it. Like, let's turn it into this fucking web series thing. <laughs> like, whatever. But that's really all I have. There's not a whole lot of trivia for this, and I couldn't really find anything outside of that. Yeah, um, well, these are newer movies, so it's going to so be harder. There's not going to be yeah. a lot. Stuff I've that they always wondered what they were, why they called themselves Rooster Teeth. I thought that was cute. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Hopefully, that's actually true. So <laughs> they're all like, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not then how'd you come up with the name well yeah <laughs> I imdb know. isn't always like the like perfect spot for information always, always. yeah and it's like i was trying to like get a backup for that like within their website and like their archives too to see if they've mentioned it somewhere i didn't stumble across it that doesn't mean it doesn't exist right but who knows what are some of the standout scenes for you give me one uh i have a few i wrote a bunch down some of my favorite ones are later on yeah. I think the first one that kind of made me interested in the movie, which is probably like 20, 30 minutes into the film, was the virgin kid stabs the Arbor Day killer with a fire torch and the virgin. That Girl, was, yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I like and this is from the fucking trailer for this movie, but I love the, the scene when the fucking creepy butcher looking dudes that all have the 3D pig helmets pig masks or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Open all like poly- the polygonal. They're so fucking cool. I want one of those stupid fucking masks so bad. Right. Dope. Like these geometric fucking yeah. 3D printed. They look like polygons. Pig, va- pig yeah. masks. They're so fucking badass. Which, mind you, when they go and they get into that little warehouse wherever they go to and they come in and you see like one of the masks and then a bunch of the costumes from the people involved... Why the fuck would you not just put on one of those fucking costumes? That's what I was thinking too. Are you too. kidding me? But that was like within the first like fifteen. Well, I minutes think they the kind of poked fun at that. I don't remember. I don't think they did. They didn't address but that, it. I thought the exact same but thing. But I was like, put it on. Yeah, like you're like one of the killers now. It doesn't Done. matter. Yeah. yeah, who cares? Like it's over. But obviously that's why they didn't do that. But I'm like, why show that shit? Because then it's like every fucking person that's watching this movie is gonna go, "There's your out." Yeah, really. 
put the fucking costumes on. Like, there's enough costumes in there for all of those people to have put on and, like, gone on their merry right. way. Right, that's a good point. But, I don't know. I just felt like they should have lost that scene or at least cut the part with the costumes out in order to sell it a little bit better. But that's that's just something that bothered me, like, when I saw it. So And plus, I want one of those stupid pig masks really bad. So, I'm all, take it! <laughs> I will say this. Krill has one of the best scenes, I think, in the movie. Probably for my sick, fucked up fucking sense of humor, you know, a little bit, because, like, the one girl's like, oh, my God, clowns? And he's like, he's like, but they're fucking clowns or something like that. I can't remember. No, and then like, he was like, them. yeah, they're clowns. They'll make you a balloon and shit in your mouth. They don't care. Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> They'll make you a balloon, slit your throat, and shit down your neck or something like that. No, they don't shit in your mouth. That's your what mouth. Is, yeah. yeah. That was funny. I, I fucking died. <laughs> But they kind of like skipped over it. They did. They was like blew past it. And yeah. I'm like, that was like the funniest joke in probably the entire movie. <laughs> and like you guys railroaded it past it so fast. And it was like. Because he's scared of clowns. The character's scared of clowns. So like he's yeah. like, we're not going there. He's like, we're going everywhere. Clown Town. I'm like, that's the first place. I would live in Clown Town. Do you have another one? Yeah. Clown Town was dope. And yeah, that, well, that yeah. whole scene was so cool. I was so excited. It, it wasn't done well, but it was the best they of the movie. didn't have enough time in there and that's why i was like well, that was that. a missed opportunity yeah because they have like one scene where the zombies tear open the clown because like technically every different area in this theme park is a different theme yeah and, and it's, like controlled different ways so too. zombies who were controlled by patches on their hand and electric diodes and gamers gamers played the zombies gamers played the zombies which is a good idea but if they would have just done it a patch on the hand it was stupid like yeah. really i know I didn't like it either. Um, but anyway, so one of the zombie, one of the clowns gets attacked by the zombie, and uh, the the Hell's Fest or the the Blood Fest director appears. What was it? The Hell's Nest director? Yeah, Hell's Nest. Yeah, he appears because this is the funniest part. He's like, well, this is one of the funny parts in that scene. Uh, he appears as the zombie because like they go to this theme park be- based on like this kid's dad cuts his fucking. He's like a he's like a fucking a guy that rallies against horror movies and what they stand for. Yeah, and he's like on some television show. He asks his son to come on, steals his badge to Bloodfest, and cuts it in front of him so that he can't go. Wow, one of the, this guy has a girlfriend who's in the movie industry, and she worked on this movie called Hell's Nest, and she's fucking the director. She's topless girl number four. Right, topless girl number four. She would kill which is kind of funny on paper, but the, but the actress girl grabs his pass because he takes the pass from her that they were going to use to get in this door or something. And the, and the actress girl grabs his pass and she gets punched through the chest and his other arm reaches over her and smokes the fucking the vape. I loved it so much. I was going to talk about that. I, That's I a lost good part. My shit. I was laughing so fucking hard. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, like that was good. That's that a nice smart. touch. Yeah, that was smart. it was smart. And that guy like in the, they showed that in the trailer too. And there's, you know, they get locked in and he's like, great. And you know, all the people getting murdered, something, something, something. Oh, my vape's dead. Perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, a guy was, I fucking hated him. I, I did too. I was so glad when he died. It was great. And he gets like his balls ripped off, which is fantastic. Do you have another scene? I have two. <laughs> These are just things that I'm, I'm because uh, I we always try to find like good things in the movie, even if we don't like it. Yeah. That stick out to us that we feel like are notable. So not that I thought like the whole concept was great, like getting to that point. But when they made everybody go mad. Yes. When they did the pulse. Right. Thing with they, the wristbands. They called the pulse. Yeah. And I was like. 
interesting. I, well, yeah, because they turn them into like the, everybody that goes to this event wears a wristband, whether they're performers, they're yeah, it doesn't matter. They all like just them. guests to the party or whatever. They all have wristbands, and it activates and turns these people into rage-induced maniacs who apparently spit black shit out of their mouth, which was. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I like it. Like, it's kind of like a demony kind of like 28 days later sort of thing. Yeah, it was fun. I right. don't know. There, and there was so many, like, different nods to different horror movies in this. I felt like there, there was, is. like, a nod to Saw in there. There was a nod to The Ring. The Hills Have Eyes. Like, I just I caught a lot of different things. And I mean, I would expect that. Right. Well, you have to. And, you know, and I, I like their whole weird The Arborist, like... Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. That guy was dope, though. Like, Do you know what he looked like? And speaking, I'm like talking about all these people who stream shit, but there's another fucking guy who streams named Eloheim. He looked exactly like him. I swear to God that... Weird. Yeah. He looks like 10 He's of not, like red hair. <laughs> he looks like a fucking Viking or some yeah, shit. Yeah, he looks like a couple of my friends. So I was like, <laughs> neat. And I liked this. I don't know. I thought his character was... That was like kind of their original, like... A lot of killer in a way. Right. But even that character, like, even though, like, you know, I don't blame the actor or anything like that, it just didn't feel right. Like, there was just something missing. I don't know what it was about this movie, but it was just something missing. It was like everything didn't land the way it should have. The cadence was all wrong. It just didn't have, and I don't know if that's the editing, the music, the direction, the acting. I can't place my finger on it. And that's why it's like just a five out of five right there on the line. Yeah. And it's, and it may, be below that just because I had such high hopes for it, which is not the the people who put it together's fault. Right. One thing I did like, <laughs> it was just a stupid thing. So the main character, Dax, Dax, he is always constantly going on about his mom dying because in the beginning of the movie, his mom fucking dies. His mom gets murdered. She by gets one of murdered his by patients. a guy in a red mask, and of course they put that in the movie uh, to try to make some sort of depth, but it doesn't just doesn't work. No, it's flat. but the, but the love interest girl goes fuck you and your dead mom when he starts to cry about it again. She's like fuck you and your dead mom. I was like god damn that. She sad. was the best to me. I'm I sorry. was like I savage, her. dude. Yeah, she was my favorite character. She does a speech to make him not feel bad for himself, sort of, like Yeah, that point, kind but... of suck him out of his, like, little piss pot hellhole that he's Right, in. like his self-induced fucking pity party, whatever. Yeah, because he's fucking annoying. She um, was fun. <laughs> I don't know, but that's basically I it. I don't, no, I don't really have anything. <laughs> Say it again? Like, when she was, like, all fucking psycho, and she's all, like, on top of him, like, fucking hitting him, and I'm yeah. like, get it! <laughs> yeah, she was actually pretty cool. I've seen her before. Her. But... Yeah, well, she's in that... Uh, I don't know. She's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, bunch of shit. Well, there was another movie though, and and what do you guys what do you guys think about this movie? Honestly, if you what do you think? I'm not trying to like spit on anybody's favorite, or you know, everybody's gonna have varying opinions, of course. But I just felt like it was really extremely average, and it, and it probably had a lot to do with the fact that the trailer made me have higher hopes for the movie than it really delivered. So, but what do you guys think? Maybe Hellfest will give us what we want. Right. Well, that's a more serious movie, <laughs> yeah, too. Hellfest is just like serious. Yeah. Originally, by the way, guys, we were going to do Bloodfest and Hellfest. But then I was like, after kind of realizing the tonally different things about those two 
It would have been kind of a weird pair. So we picked another comedy horror movie. Plus, I was having a shit week and I needed to laugh. So this is why I might be a little bit more critical on this movie because I wanted to fucking laugh and it didn't make me laugh. Like, do you know how easy it is to make someone laugh when they want to laugh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, know, and I love horror comedy too. So right. I was really stoked. And I was just like, mm. one of my favorite movies of all time is Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. And that is one of the funniest fucking horror comedies ever made, aside from like Evil Dead 2. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's Tucker and Dave versus Christina evil. says Shaun of the Dead. I, I don't. I fucking love Shaun of the I Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead, but I just think, it, you know, it's, it's probably on one of the best horror comedies in a long time, but it doesn't trump those. One of the other movies that we watched, though, is Slice. And this is one that I wasn't really excited about seeing, but the movie came out this year. It is 2018 movie. Um, it wasn't even in festivals that I know of. I did try to do quite a bit of research on this, guys, but it was tough to find. But I did find a little bit. So the story of this movie is when a pizza delivery driver is murdered on the job, the city searches for someone to blame. Is it ghosts, drug dealers, a disgraced werewolf? I was like, that's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to deliver on this. Yeah. Anyway, it was directed and written by Austin Vesely, and this is his first feature film, guys. So he's actually also the pizza guy who dies at first in the movie. It was that him? Yeah. <laughs> Named Sean, which I actually kind of liked. I thought he did a really good job. That's funny. I thought he was good. He's he, a drug addict. He, right. He kind of reminded me of uh, John Dies at the End, that like kind of white yeah. kid or whatever, only better. Um but he's done a lot of shorts before uh, with Chance the Rapper. He's done like music videos featuring Saba Angels, Juice, and also uh, one called Sunday Candy. He's clearly a fan of Chance, Chance the, the Rapper, rapper. Yeah. yeah, which he also stars in this movie, too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, probably just, you know, him saying, hey, thanks, man. You know, like giving me my career. You know, let's do a movie. I think you can act in this because Chance, Chance is pretty good. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it seems like they got a good working relationship is what I get from it. Some of the cast in this movie is Zazie Beetz played Astrid, who is more recently in one of the more popular movies, Deadpool 2, as Domino. She's Domino. Okay, that's why I recognize her. Right. I couldn't figure it out at first either because, but she's, me. she's really good. I like her. Um, she's great. She's hot too. Super hot. Super hot. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, when she's in those like saggy underwear, I'm like, oh my God. Anyway. She's also starred in the Atlanta TV series and Dead Pigs. She will be in the upcoming X-Force movie and a movie called Joker about the infamous Batman villain, which yeah, I that's believe- Yeah, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Joaquin this Phoenix. Guy, hair lip guy. Joaquin Phoenix. Is he hair lip? He was, yeah, he was anyway. I think he has like had surgery or whatever to correct it, but you can still see it. Oh, I didn't He's know gonna... that. No clue. Cliff Lip guy. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Cliff Clef? I could I, I could have sworn like I think that's legit, but I don't, don't quote know. me. I've had whiskey. It also stars Joe Keery, who plays Jackson, better known for his role as Steve Harrington in Stranger Things. He is like the older guy who was he the shit bag that was like treating the girl like shit? He's the hair. Yeah, he's the guy with the hair. He's yeah, the Xander. He, he looks like a human Jimmy Neutron. He's, a, he's, he's Xander. <laughs> he's Xander. Aww. Our buddy. He's uh, Jock Xander. <laughs> yeah, like a jockey or Xander. 
He was also in a movie called Molly's Game, uh, The Channel House, and After Everything. It also has a, a quick cameo from Hannibal Burris, who I know. he I plays like, the Hannibal, the fucking he restaurant diner diner guy. Whatever. Yeah, and he has literally like one line, and it pisses me off because he's so funny. It's it, well, I I think it's, here's the thing about me and Hannibal Burris. I like him. I think he's funny as shit because of his no fucking gives a shit attitude. Like that's his shtick. Uh, but I don't think he's like a good actor or anything. But have you watched Broad City? Yes, I've seen okay. him in that. He's great yeah. in Broad City. Yeah, but it's like a lot of his a lot of his humor is really funny. But as an actor, it doesn't translate. I don't think as it's well as his comedy stoner humor. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He works for me. But... I like I like him. I'm just saying. But yeah, he's a comedian. If you don't already know that, he's an actor in the movies like Tag, Neighbors, Daddy's Home, and he's done voice work for Pets, the movie Pets. Mm-hmm. Where they had those people like when the family leaves and the, the life of secret life of pets. The secret life of pets is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. that movie's hella cute. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, that made me want to see it, and I watched it with my niece and nephew when we were visiting. That's for a good Christmas, one, eh? like two years ago, and it was cute. It's a cute movie. It also stars Chris Parnell, who plays Mayor Tracy, who has been in many, many, many comedic roles, like Walk Hard. The well, I don't know the full fucking name, but it's Walk Hard yeah. with fucking dude from fucking Step Brothers. I just can't think of his name. 21 Jump Street. He was in Anchorman 1 and 2. Hot Rod. He was about 35 times in Rick and Morty. He does a lot of voice work for that. Yeah, he's the he's the dad. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, God. He's such a great voice. He is also the voice of Cyril and Archer. That makes sense. So yeah. That's where it kills me every time. But he's the dad in Rick and Morty. Right. He was in uh, a I TV show voice. called Grownish. Uh, a ton of comedy TV, including Saturday Night Live skits and stuff. Yeah, he did uh, the fucking what's her Natalie Portman fucking rap video. Yeah, that he's they in did a Brooklyn Nine Nine too. He's and he also did well, at least on the Chronic. What cools of Narnia? He's so cute. I love yeah, him. I, I like him. You know, he reminds me of a guy from Mr. Show for some reason. I don't know why. It also stars Paul Shear, who plays Jack. He's the pizza owner, pizza shop owner for uh, Relax. It's Perfect Pizza Perfect Plus. Perfect Pizza Plus. But uh, he's from The League, most like That's one of his him. most important yeah. roles, I think, because everybody fucking, it's a great show. It is a great show. I don't even like the stuff that they talk about necessarily, but it's yeah, like, I hate fantasy football. but it's fucking hilarious. It's like, so it's good. really good. It's really digestible. So well written. I, I don't know from a person from fantasy football standpoint, but from my standpoint, I like it. My friends who all play fantasy football are like obsessed. Really? Because they're like, it's perfect. It's spot on. Like it. It's funny and it it it's interesting and I was like I fucking hate fantasy football so but it made me feel like I might understand it a little bit. It's big now, dude. But That's it, like the 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 fucking uh, larping for fucking yeah. like jocks. But that falls off like towards like the end of the series though. They don't, you know, they they it's like a big thing that starts it out, but then it starts to kind of be in the background. It's own thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, the show's good. He's also in Disaster Artist Veep. Hell Baby, The Onion Movie, Upright yeah. Citizens Brigade. He was a big part of that back I in the day. Watch that Hell Baby. He did voice work in Adventure Time. He's also working on a newer version of Galaxy Quest. I saw that. I am really excited I about that. I Galaxy Quest. I do too. That is such a fucking good movie. It is a good movie. And I don't even like Tim the Taylor Tale, but whatever. How dare you? But he's. I love Tim Allen. But, but I, I, don't, I don't love him. I do. But I like him in Galaxy Quest. Everything like about Galaxy Quest is really good and and it made me want it was like it was like the poor man's like fucking star trek yeah in a in a great way I it was really i thought movie. it was funny it is funny um 
He's also, obviously, we mentioned this, Chance the Rapper, who plays Dax, another Dax. Another Dax. Yeah, I thought, I was Which like, is really? really weird. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, he, he obviously has a lot of music credits of his own. Uh, clearly, if you don't know who Chance the Rapper is, look him up. You'll, you won't be able to trip, not trip over something that he's yeah. done. Uh, but not to mention, he's been working with Madonna, Justin Bieber, and many, many, many more. He's acted in a few music videos and shorts, but this is his first real big role. Actually, so this is the the movie that might make him a an official actor, actor in the future. Yeah, I didn't think he was too bad. He was good, but everybody the, was good in this. I the, thought, and there's a lot of people in this, guys. I'm not going to go over everybody, but let's jump into Britney's thoughts. What did you think? Okay, so for a movie that has a lot of moving parts to it and a super fucking clusterfuck of a story, okay, that is weird and and shouldn't fucking work, it works. Okay, it absolutely fucking works in some weird ass fucking way, and I. Really liked it. Okay. I was so excited because I was like, this looks stupid. Like the. Right. That's what I thought. So stupid. Like when you just look at like when you look it up and you look at the cover, like what would be like the DVD cover or whatever that pops up when you bring it up on like Amazon and shit. It looks like it's an 80s movie and it looks like garbage. Like it just looks cheap and fucking dumb and it is not at all. It has this super 80s like vibe to it throughout the entire movie. I felt like 80, like late 80s, like early 90s kind of like vibe throughout the movie. It was so cool. It was so stylized and just filmed fucking bomb. Like I don't, I, I loved how they did it. It was just smart. You know, everything about it was cool. It worked. Weird fucking story, but they did a great job with it. Everybody, all the actors were actually really good in their own ways, you know, yeah. and it, it all worked together. It was stu- it was silly and it was very kind of slapsticky at times, but it still wasn't like annoyingly slapsticky. It, it was done it, smart. It, it was done smart. It was written smart and it was acted smartly and everything just kind of played together. It, it like some parts to me, like I got a little lost. Right. The story, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't perfect by any means. Like I got a little bit mixed up with what was happening because there's a lot of fucking elements, you guys. It's like they have a, a lot of nods in it too. It's a fucking haunted town that had this like crazy asylum where like forty thousand people died, and there's all these ghosts that live among people. L- among people, they that's the fucking them. thing. It was, like, it was there. like you it's can like see a them. separate reality world. Yeah, it's weird. Like you can see them; they're just like other regular people. They just look they're, like ghosts. they almost look they like have, zombies. They look really. like zombies. Yeah. They look like ghosts. Like they have jobs you know like one of them works at the pizza place like it's fucking weird and then there's a werewolf and then there's witches and then there's just drug addicts i don't know it's like all over the fucking place but it comes together and it was really cool okay i liked it a lot i That's don't know it was, it, was a, it was a fun story like i didn't think i was gonna like it i thought it was gonna be stupid i honestly like i said i after watching the trailer of this i thought to myself oh man this is going to be a bad Same. one. I was like, oh, God. And Alex. then I was completely wrong, guys. Like, completely wrong. And I'm so glad I was. Me too. Because <laughs> it, it's really surprising because I thought Bloodfest was going to be the better movie overall. Same. And Christina did too. And we both were just so thankful. I'm kind of glad in a way that we watched this in the order we did. Same. Because we were so let down by Bloodfest that this just like fucking kicked it out of the park, dude. It was fucking mad awesome. Yeah. In my opinion, like, for such a low budget movie now almost immediately off the bat i got the tone and the jokes like right off the bat like i was like 
I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I could sit through another one of these like this. You know what I mean? And then all the humor was intended to make sense. And it actually made me laugh this time around. You know, before I got go too deep, the idea about a world where werewolves, ghosts, which are almost, like I said, like zombies anyway, uh, with an appetite, you know, and humans dealing with each other in a comical way sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, it really does. But because the writers and the actors actually took it seriously, it's actually a movie with substance and not just some stupid film. Like, honestly, like it's genuinely funny in like maybe not uproariously laughing, but I laughed throughout this whole movie. Yeah, it was just funny. Like, I I know that this is the type of humor that is either going to land or not land with some people. But for me, it landed. And a lot of the jokes mirror our world. Personally, I, I feel like it, it's current. And how we judge others for their differences and not just differences, but, you know, there's some clear racial discrimination humor in this that isn't directed at any particular race, but just werewolves, ghosts and zombies. And it's really kind of genius in that respect. Like, I I thought it was really funny. Mm -hmm. So and it wasn't too much. It wasn't preachy. It wasn't like in your face, like this is the way it should be. It was just like just kind of like there. It's not the first movie to tackle stuff like this this kind of uh you know political sort of message it's not really political i don't want you guys to be turned off by it because a lot of times we want to go to these movies to escape that kind of shit like i said it's not pushy it's really well done and it's like they actually knew if they took their time and treated it very seriously that the silly jokes would actually land better which they were right so the music in this I thought was really good. Yeah. It gave it an appropriate 80s tone that seems to be really popular nowadays, which is also a really nice way to get me in bed as a viewer as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the movie is incredibly well shot for such a low budget and really has its own style, too. I'm, I'm beginning to think that people who make music videos are pretty damn good at shooting and getting an aesthetic fucking atmospheric look. Like, everything was really well shot. Yeah, it was. I thought, I was, like, kind of amazed this is his first movie. But, you know, doing the music background, doing uh, Chance the Rapper videos and stuff probably really helped with the style. Yeah. Um, You know, this isn't just a, you know, set up a camera and do it movie. You can t- you can tell they really, really, he really put some thought into this. A lot of the acting I've mentioned is done in that super serious don't break your character way. And I think that makes the movie even better. I think that's, like, the perfect way to approach this made me enjoy it so much more you get a lot of comedic actors familiar faces and cameos in a movie to make it feel like a bigger budget movie while probably not having a ton of money to begin with and i get the feeling they pulled some favors in this one too but that's that's totally cool like fuck it like whatever you got to do it was nice to see them all in this film together and it all was nice to see them all work so well together as well now speaking of acting all the characters had a strong presence to them in this weird made up world and worked really I mean like seriously they worked really well together and it wasn't too much any point in time there was one joke maybe that didn't you know land as well as I would hoped because it was like this build up and this running joke and throughout the whole movie it was that Joe the pizza shop ghost that worked at the pizza shop with Jack and he was so well spoken yet everyone misunderstood him because he was dead Mm -hmm. like they didn't give him they were like oh he's just like the janitor like nobody gives a shit about what he thinks you know but he was the only one telling them what what the fuck was going on the whole fucking time and that joke at the very end when it finally pays off and people realize that he's the guy nobody gives a fuck (laughs) Yeah. so it's kind of funny I really I thought that was really good but 
I think if you're if you guys are looking for like just a fun movie with a bit of a bit more substance than you probably would expect, uh, with a bit of style mixed in with it and some familiar faces, you might like it. It's it's a bit of a deadpan humor that might catch you off guard, but it's honestly I think it's the best outcome they could have asked for for the budget that they had and the people who were involved. So well done on uh, on you, Austin. Like for your first feature film, I think you did a great job, man. Nailed it. Good job, dude. But yeah, did uh, do you have anything else to add to that? Or got a little bit of trivia, not a whole lot. Not really. I mean, I just feel like this movie shouldn't have worked. It's it's but right. It like it's so weird. Like it was not it was no my way t- in hell. I was like, this is a giant. Le- this is an hour and a half long episode of Supernatural. No fucking thank you. And but it fucking it was perfect. I don't know. It was really cool. <laughs> no, thank you. No fucking thank Everybody's you. <laughs> like, fuck this podcast. I'm done. I don't like that show. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I just it's so. Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not in disagreement here. I'm just being funny. I just, yeah, no, I know because I know a lot of people like that show, and like, sorry. Yeah, Mike. Mike, who used to be on this show, was like a super yeah. uber fan, and like, I just hated it. Sorry, guys. I know if if that's your thing, that's your thing. I just. I, and I don't want to sound like too energetic about this movie. Like, I think it's like probably like an eight. Yeah, you know what it I mean? has. It has. It has its flaws. It's not fucking it, perfect. But it, it's it surprised me. But it just like we said. And we're just going to beat this dead horse a million times and it doesn't matter. It shouldn't fucking work, but it fucking works. Okay? It really did. <laughs> it's like, what I was it? It reminds me of like somebody posted in the Do You Love Horror Facebook group. They said, um, Daniel Sprinkle posted this. He, he was looking on uh, Twitter and someone named Daniel Spencer, who I'm not familiar with, said a quote unquote purge comedy where two pals accidentally kill someone a week before the purge and try to fake a person's life until the murder is legal. So like weekend at Bernie's. Bernie's. Yeah. Yeah. But like before the purge, like I think that could be really funny, but it would need the right writer. It would need the right people, all the elements to make it like, slice send it to this dude right like i think he could do it i think (laughs) but i don't i don't know if he'd want to get himself shoehorned into a you know this type of uh genre yeah Yeah. i I feel like he might want to spread his wings a little bit and just like have fun and just like see what he can do that's what i would do anyway but um some of the trivia on this is zazzy beats she the one of the lead characters who i really like a lot uh Me too. her and chance the rapper also have both worked alongside donald glover mm-hmm. so that's the connect there zazzy is one of the stars of donald's show called atlanta and chance has many songs with childish gambino so. have you ever seen that show no it's i actually I, really good i really wanted to watch it but it was just like it's one of those things you know i'm very particular about the tv shows i watch christina loves like all these like random ones that i don't get to watch, I watch so a lot of random she might have watched it too yeah, so. i like atlanta atlanta's really good the teaser poster that they posted for this, by the way, the one that you thought was like, eh, they were trying to parody the logo of pizza chain Little Caesars. Yep. That's that. what it was. Okay. That's what. <laughs> Which, I mean, it makes sense, you know. I don't know. I love their name, too. The Perfect Relax. Pizza? Yeah. Perfect Pizza Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Perf- it's, I'm it's... sorry. Per- perfect Pizza Base. I'm like, Dude. What? The music and everything went really well with this. It makes sense, you know, because Austin deals with music, and so he yeah. he knows how to get that element, that vibe across. You know what cool. I mean? It's not an easy thing. And I think he also edited, produced, did special. Ev- I don't know about the special effects, yeah. but I know that he did a lot on this movie. Yeah. This is essentially his baby. You know what I mean? With everybody that worked on it, not saying taking away from that, but 
it's impressive smooth. to see that someone behind the scenes did all this. It was smooth. I thought so. On the Horror Junkies podcast, which I was when I was doing the research, these guys, which are really cool, by the way, if you guys can check them out, um, they interviewed Paul Shear, and nice. which was really a, a fun interview. Uh, in the middle of it, like the fucking phone died because he was like in a parking lot or something, uh, a, a parking structure, yeah. and like so they like played some fucking careful whisper or uh, careless, whisper. careless whisper. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, so we had a pretty fun joke about that, but he was saying that that he really liked working with Austin, the director of this movie, because he was a, a fresh new voice, and he really likes to hear new voices in the movie industry, and, you know, uh, he's, you know, comparing it to Scooby-Doo and David Lynch, he said. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. Yeah, it's not wrong. There was a movie called uh, Cast a Deadly Spell that kind of does the same thing that this movie does. It was with Fred Ward, who was in Remo Williams. Uh, he was also in Tremors, if you've ever seen oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a really cool actor. But uh, if you guys like this movie, I think you'll probably like a movie called... It's a TV movie called Cast a Deadly Spell that came out in 1991. Pretty cool concept where they kind of mix like two different worlds into one. Like I think that's like... I don't know. Like I, I almost wonder if Austin was actually into that movie a little bit for some reason. I don't know. I'll put the link down below for you guys to check out the Horror Junkies podcast if you want. Uh, so they did a really good interview. The link for the uh, for the interview is up there, so you can check it out. I don't want to spoil everything that was in their their shit, you know. Yeah. Um, but did you catch a few movie nods in this? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Because they do a rip off of office space yeah that the whole um yeah i want to need you to come in on saturday yeah that part i also in the imdb trivia some of the someone apparently came compare the intro of the movie to night of the demons which i really did like the intro of the the movie it was like fun and interesting and it was cute yeah i liked it i thought i mean i don't know if i would compare it directly to night night of the demons but that's a really good intro yeah. So it was like all handcrafted and drawn like a cartoon almost. So That's neat. But uh, I thought it was good. So do you have any favorite scenes? Anything that stands out? Uh, first and foremost, I love the fucking detectives. Oh, yeah. They're really fun. So fucking much. So like the, the first scene that you get with them is after Sean, the pizza boy, which is the, did you say it was the director? Yeah. He gets killed, right? So he gets his throat slit. Everyone gets their throat slit for the most part in this movie. That's why you stir the drink with the shot, guys. But the cops are such fucking idiots, and I love it so much. Like, they're not, though. Like, they're smart, but they're just, like, fucking smart-ass. Shut the the fuck up. The main dude, the main detective is just this smart-ass, smug fucking dick. Right. And he is so fucking funny. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, and I thought that joke was going to get old, but he kept telling him to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, or whatever his name is. Yeah. It's like... Every time it was so funny. <laughs> like, I don't know, like I, that those two and their dynamic is great. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I and definitely. So agree. I love every scene that they that they have together is just fucking gold to me. Like the first one is fantastic, but I love the one later on when I don't remember the the underling cop's name. He fucking curses out the the main de- the lead detective. Yeah, like, no, you shut the fuck up. Like, you know what? No, you shut the fuck up. And he smacks his coffee out of his hand and starts screaming at him. <laughs> And then, like, the dude just like, kind of stops and, like, stares at him. And then he just takes his own coffee and, like, gives it to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they just, like, move on in the conversation. And I was like, what the fuck? The cops really do carry the film for quite a so while. I think funny. his name is, uh, 
Larry Newman Jr., maybe? Shut the fuck up, Henderson, or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. It was so I can't remember. Fucking great. It was just, I, I, I deduced it, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. He's like, so you deduced that there was a fucking pizza being delivered here. <laughs> you deduced that he was killed. <laughs> yeah, wow. We've done a lot of work slit, here. Like, wow. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God. They're, they're just comic fucking gold. Like, it's so stupid and it's. It's very basic humor, but like it works so well on their delivery. Like it's how that the deadpan humor, together. man. Like it's yeah. just, it's good. And at first, you think he's serious, like that they're serious, that they're just like these jankety ass cops that are just like you know dumb. And then he's just like, shut the fuck up, whatever, your name, yeah. whatever his name is. And they just, it was great. They were so funny. One of the first jokes that I kind of laughed at was with Hannibal Burris, <laughs> where he's at the diner and this, and he's sitting with some other girl and like two other girls, and like this pizza guy gets his neck cut and. And so then they're like sitting there and this girl's like kind of talking about it. And Hannibal's like, no, 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 don't bring it up doing the cut it out motion on the neck. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, don't do, don't do that. She don't say that. She's right here. She's right here. Yeah. <laughs> she's right here. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what are you guys talking about? And then she didn't know her boyfriend got killed yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like. I was like, well, don't do that. And I'm like, oh my God. It was so stupid. That was like the quickest part, but it was so funny. It was funny. Like, it was just, everything is just written so smart here. And like, the delivery was just spot on. They just did a, they did a really good job. Yeah. He made it, he made it land like the, the really actors. Did. Like, everything they, uh, just stuck the way it should stick. The actors did a really good job. Like, I think everybody just was really committed to the roles that they did. But there, there was also that part where all the delivery drivers meet up. Poof. <laughs> It was kind of like Anchorman. Yeah. And then you find out that it's like this drug ring. Yes. Like, like, I was like, what the fuck? Is this like the, the like, but it's so funny. Mr. Cheese or something? Is that his name? Like the cheese? Yeah, the big cheese, big cheese or something cheese? like that. Oh, yeah. God. He was, uh, that, that guy was, was great too. That guy was, um, Elon Knoll. That's who he, he played. Uh, he's in the new movie, The, the, the First Purge. Oh, okay. Which I haven't seen yet, so. Uh, nope, that wouldn't. I don't he know why he looks so familiar to me. Is he like a fucking rapper or some shit? Because no, he's Big Cheese. No, I don't know. He looks really familiar. I don't notice. I don't think he is. A... But he was funny. He was in a show called Insecure. The first. Oh, that's purge. why I know because I love that show. Uh, Insecure. Okay. The show is fucking great. Yeah, he did a really good job. I was like, damn, dude, that guy's yeah, got some chops. I, I love that show. That show is funny. You actually might like it. I don't know. Okay, that's a good show. Yeah, but that that part where they're all meeting up, acting all tough, like they're in a Fast and <laughs> Furious movie or some shit. Oh, Astrid, we haven't seen you around in a while. Like, yeah. like, oh my God. And they're like geeky ass motherfuckers trying to act Nerds. tough. And it's yeah. so fucking funny, dude. It, it's so, it's, it's not great. like, it's not like the, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like the base can... of this movie just has so many funny things in it that they don't like shine a light on. Oh, and I have the guy from Guinness Book of World Records that can make his eye pop, eye yes! pop out. In the yeah, in the very scene. beginning. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my God, it's that guy. He's still alive. That's cool. What other part did you have? I like when we meet Dax. Like when they're talking about him. I don't know. I always thought because I always. Well, because they pull him into the police station. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, actually, I think it's when they're like, she's talking about it or they're telling the story about. I can't remember who it was, though. Was it a girl? The reporter. Isn't the reporter chick that's telling the story about Dax and like how in his yum yum yummy yum yummy yum Chinese Chinese restaurant or whatever like (laughs) I don't know I just I he 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 was was a delivery driver for the yummy yum like that whole little story of like tying him in and like how he is this displaced like it's a whodunit misjudged werewolf they make it into this like weird clue right type 
I don't know who done it. Who done it? Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I one of, I I do like that. Um, but I think when the two cops are talking about him, Dax, who is a werewolf, by the way, the detective is talking about how he hates werewolves. And and yeah. that that a werewolf killed his dad, and the other cops like he's like because he's scary, and he's like he's like how did he do it? And he was like with his claws and his fangs, and he's like no, he was hit by a car. And the other cops like on purpose. <laughs> he's like no, on accident. He's like I I I did like dude. This whole fucking thing is such a like a racial discrimination thing. It's so stupid, but it's so fucking great. Like I th- I think it's great because they're very very carefully and intelligently poking fun at like that racism and like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's trying to tell like a current story. Like it has its finger on the pulse of like a like you know current issues in a way but they're going about it in this creative roundabout way so right he's like so but no face. i just hate werewolves because of it because of it yeah, yeah. because you hit him with a car right like whatever, it makes like, no sense car accident or something <laughs> it's like what like why would you hate werewolves and, and then they end up taking dax into custody and question him and the cop says why don't you just grow fangs and kill your way out and so the guy starts like <laughs> yeah. like cracking his neck and screaming and like acting acting agitated like he's gonna attack them and the cop screams and he just laughs he's just all he's like I'm just kidding there's no full moon (laughs) there's no full moon out bro like are you serious like are you serious (laughs) That was a great. That was a great oh, scene. Oh my god! The, okay, how am I even forgetting Chris Parnell? Like the the mayor, right? He's the corrupt ass fucking right. loony mayor. He paints portraits of like random chicks in their giant tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, there's like this scene where like he did, like it's almost like he doesn't know that there's a camera or anyone in the room. Or he's like talking to this painting. He's like got to get the areola perfect. They're like whatever the fuck right. he's saying, and I'm like. What? And you know what's funny too about that whole scene is like when someone comes in <laughs> he and he covers her face but not her tits. Boobs. He takes his jacket and like goes about it all. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like, like that's I feel like that's it. that's a Chris Parnell touch. I'm sure. You know I'm what I mean? Sure. Like I, I feel if he improv that. I wonder too, but like I, that'd be when interesting to find it. out. Could just covers the face but the big old fucking giant purple titties <laughs> then he like, makes bam and then later on it's like triple tits triple like, tits what's, what's that total recall uh total recall yeah, yeah. No, no no yeah total recall yeah. yeah i was like try titties from total recall <laughs> i'm like i know that <laughs> dude that chick too uh zazzy beats in it i think the movie gets a little silly towards the end but not in a bad way like it's like the the comedy kind of stays the same level and it and it and it and it all makes sense like it didn't feel like you know most comedy movies the very end is where the shit hits the fan and yeah. and it's just stupid and then you don't even care anymore but like Jack blows up the fucking pizza that shop. That was so cute. And it's really fucking funny. The end, I think, is probably my favorite, though. Like, their commercial. Oh, yeah. The, the really shitty commercial. It was so Like a 90s commercial. I loved commercial. it so much. It yeah. was... I thought it was such a cute touch. Do you like pizza? <laughs> so do so we. Do we. <laughs> it was so cute. Like, Just I little subtle things. It's not like, like you know, like... I don't know how to explain the the humor in this is very subtle, very deadpan. Very deadpan. Like yeah. one of the girls, the Zazzy Beats, is like, "Holy shit, did I just die?" Yeah. Like she gets stabbed from behind, and she's like, yeah. "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I think you did." And she's like, "Oh shit, oh, fuck, that fucking sucks." <laughs> 
Yeah, because she gets stabbed from behind, like, out of nowhere. And she just stands up, like, you don't see her. You see her dead body on the ground. Like, yeah. Was just, like, huh. That was cool. Yeah, the lighting in that was guys. really cool, too. Was like, cool. I thought that was fun. Like, I thought the, I liked how the, how the whole movie was shot, so... It was just smart and was stylized, so it was just, it was really cool. Like they planned everything out. It's like they had storyboards for days, like with everything planned out for it. I don't know. It was really really fucking cool. I, I you know I'm just it's it's not a ten out of ten guys, but in, for, in my opinion, I think it's an eight, a solid like seven or eight, eight at the most. I really liked it. I I think it, I I think for its level of finance and what I expected it to be and wasn't. I think it's like a 10 in that category, but like, like they really pulled it off. But like overall compared to all genres, I would say, or in a comedy as as well as a comedy for an independent comedy, I think this one hits like an eight. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I I thought it was really good. I really, really liked it. I can't wait to show it to Mouse. Oh, he hasn't seen it yet no, either. I watch him by myself. He's huh. gonna, he's gonna like it. I'm gonna make him watch it this weekend. It's it's it's. I don't want to like like. I know that there's always gonna be someone out there. It's like shit wasn't funny, man. I don't know what the fuck, you know, like me. like what the fuck. This is dumb. But like guys, like and it's gonna be on the reverse for people with blood fest. So be like this movie's fucking hilarious, right. man. Like I the feel fuck like you that, guys thinking that's geared towards a not a horror fan, a little it's bit younger very group, specific genre, right and. It, it, it's not to make fun of it. It's like, I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't feel like I got ripped off. I was just really disappointed because I was really hoping the concept was... That's the thing that I want to say real quick. Bloodfest would have been better if they didn't try to put it into a scientific, like... It should have just been like the park turns alive and it, it just like gone full silly. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to dance along this line of reality where, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a ploy to make a horror movie because, you know, uh, horror movies are bad for society. Yeah. So we're teaming up and. If they wouldn't have done this weird, like, inclusion of his crazy dad. Well, you know what's funny? The psychologist and his sister, who's the, like suddenly a fucking ninja. Right, which was kind of funny the at the thing. end, I'm, by the way. Like, come the fuck on. But it was like, kind of funny when she disappears. She's like, yeah, I'm out like, of here. I'm all, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's funny because these movies actually have a lot in common in that respect because this one, the, the slice was... It was like it, it played on that, too, because you have the, the people who are being paid by the politicians yeah, they're really to act like they're trying to save ghost rights. Yeah, the witches. The, and they, they end up being witches who have a bigger scheme. And so Hellfest, in a, very, a lot of ways, has that same fucking thing. Yeah, like Bloodfest. It's like, except it's this time, it's the, the people who were in Hellfest or Bloodfest, they the SJW-ish sort of like, you know, protect people's rights things end up using the ploy to do it. So it's similar. It's so weird. Yeah, it is. Both the characters in the movie are named Dax and that. Like, I don't know what kind of coincidence that is. but We always stumble across weird coincidences. <laughs> right? But what do you guys think? I would love to hear you guys. Do you have any favorite scenes? Did you think it was as good as we thought it was? I think it's pretty clear that we choose Slice over the other. I think that Bloodfest is a good movie to watch when it's on Netflix or part of a subscription. Get a group of people and have some drinks. Sorry to say that. Like, I, I really wanted it to be amazing, but unfortunately, 
to be honest. Yeah, so. I, I, especially from Rooster Teeth. Like, I thought Laser Team was kind of on the line and they did good. This one just, it is not, it's not the best shining example. I don't think that the people involved couldn't do better. I think they can. They just uh, couldn't hit it out of the it just, it's, It just, it wasn't well planned out. It feels like it was like shaky from the start. But what do you guys think? We'd love to hear it from you guys. Next week, guys, we'll be talking about Howling 5 and 6, which sucks because Brittany wasn't here with us last time, so she's got some extra homework to do. <laughs> Not a lot. Just just, just watch movies for the most part. But yes, I know, guys, we were supposed to do it this past week, but Mandy came out, and then that's just the way it is. But we got a lot of things planned for you guys. We're going to be doing a great plots probably after that. So thank you guys so much for coming by this week. We always appreciate you guys. And as always, stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand new